Now broadcasting on your favorite podcast platform, it's the Maverick Do It Different Podcast with your host, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. When you want to step up and dare to be different, when you will dare to be great and live up to your fullest potential, when you are ready to dare to be a maverick and live the life of your dreams filled with abundance, passion, and joy, then it's time to listen to me, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different Podcast. And welcome, welcome to this edition of Maverick Do It Different Podcast. So excited. This is where we dare to do it different, to create a different world, a different society, a different life for each of us. Today, I'm so excited to be bringing you one of our great authors in Be a Success Maverick, How Ordinary People Do It Different to Create Extraordinary Results. The book is absolutely published by the Maverick Millionaire Publishing House, so be aware we've got more and more to come. This Be a Success Maverick volume is just chock full of amazing authors, this being one of them. Trina Rilkoff is a trauma-informed conflict management and resiliency specialist, tongue twister, however, powerhouse in her own right. These are things that we all face every single day in our world, and yet we may be struggling with how to address it and how to make it real for us and really manage all of this and manage life in general. Only she comes with experience in mediating, coaching, consulting, providing workplace assessments to address unresolved conflict and improve the workplace culture, which we know is so important. She is does international workshop facilitating, founder of the TLR Solutions for Conflict. And she's got a certificate uh, certification in executive certification conflict management, qualified trauma-informed mediator, workplace fairness assessment and restoration analyst, workplace psychological health and safety advisor, certified in in critical incident stress management, all of that and more with a bachelor in social work, a bachelor's in in arts. (sighs) Amazing career and every day lives with no regrets as her motto. Please welcome Trina Rilkoff to the platform. Trina, just amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for showing up. I'm excited to be here. And that was quite a mouthful. It's almost like I have to like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And that's the joy of continuous learning. You've got all the qualifications, all the certifications and all the components to bring to the table. Only we've got one major question. What is this thing called conflict resiliency? Well, COVID has created a different world for us and how I like to see COVID and its impact in regards to conflict resiliency is that COVID changed our world and we'll never go back. And it's like a death. So we have to grieve it, acknowledge it, but recognize all the conflict that it's created to where we all are today. We've been resilient. So it's looking at conflict and trauma in a framework, in a lens that take a check-in, see where you are today because you've made it so far today. And within yourself, you have these resilient traits And you want to look and embrace conflict from a different lens and become curious and use it to help grow and flourish rather rather than becoming avoidant 
and it not helping you expand the endless possibilities of your life. That's so much of what we've seen over the last couple of years, isn't it? it is that it's almost this dichotomy of our society where some people are able to thrive in that conflict world, if you will, in those scenarios. And other people curl up and cover themselves with their blankets and say, oh, you know, check in with me when the world changes. And what it what is the power of learning these traits, of learning to be resilient, learning how to manage conflict? Well, when you look at it, that example, it's the guru who trained me 25 years ago. She gave me this awesome assessment tool that I use myself. And we're all born with innate resilient traits, right? If you reflect back on childhood, how did you get through different scenarios of conflict, trauma, adversity as a child? But you'll learn to get through them, right? And we know research says that trauma is intergenerational and it sits on our epigenetics. So if trauma can be intergenerational, why can't we have intergenerational resiliency and look to seek where we get our strength, our power, our resilient mindset and our ability to flourish and challenge whatever comes forward based on our past historical generations. Where does that show up in, in our world, in our life? So, so, so often people are like, oh, I, I, I can't handle stress or I can handle stress. I, I, I avoid conflict or I engage with it and it, it, it thrills me. Where is it showing up and, and how do we like become the more powerful us, if you will, by learning this stuff? Yeah, that, that, that's the key. We have to self-reflect right? The key is we all have it within us. Sometimes other people more, you know, need that extra support to help them identify what are your resilient traits? What are your behaviors you've used in the past? So you might have skills, but if you don't know how to pull out those skills when needed, and you don't know how to name your skills, how do you use that in the performance in the environment you require them? So it's not saying humans, we all have this ability, this strength, this resiliency in us. Some just need support to identify seeking those traits of remember that time when and you actually applied it. So, so often we discredit our own value. Is that what you're saying? Immensely. We, we are the hardest critics on ourselves, and it is hard to take compliments. It's hard to give yourself a compliment. You know, they say, look in the mirror and look yourself in the eyes. And can you actually give yourself a compliment? Yeah. Well, he, here's a simple one. Our, the first conflict, when you mentioned about, oh, the conflict that we all went through in our younger, in our younger self, we all walk. Mm -hmm. Talk about a major conflict, like didn't know how to do it. And I got hurt every time I attempted only now I walk. Yeah. How, how did I get through that? And people forget those moments in your life that you got past those challenges and you can do it again. Exactly. We all, you know, learned to ride a bike, fell off that bike and still tried. And it's kind of recognizing when you've had some really serious conflicts, adversity or trauma, you are here today. You got through it. So how? Name that skill, name that behavior, give yourself the credit because you have that in your back pocket to use again. 
So that's on an individual basis. Where does it show up in, in businesses and in teams? And, and you're, you're, maybe a lot of our audience, they're working in a, corporate, in a corporate world. And they're like, well, you know, you're talking about my personal life. Well, that's fine, well and good. But yeah. what, where does it apply in business? Well, conflict is everywhere, right? So, and in business, it always comes down to how to manage the conflict to have a return of investment because time and money is always the topic that, you know, we can't lose on the time and money. So are we willing to sacrifice potential people, values, how people are experiencing their environment? So when you look at conflict resiliency and where we are today, and what COVID's kind of created, that importance of creating a psychological health and safe place is a risk mitigation factor by becoming conflict resilient. You know, there's a crash, there could be an accident, you know, three people could have quit. And now the business organization is short, people are overworked, they're burned out. Well, how about when you recognize the resiliency of how you're coping? The human factor, right? Everybody just wants to be acknowledged. Right. Right. And and if you can, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, so retention of quality people that that's a uh that people also will end up being i i would imagine more productive in their in their company and their role within the company because they're not having to to even think about those conflicts because they're being resolved readily uh, even as they show up is that what you mean? And, and you mentioned return on investment and my mind immediately went to, well, where are all the ways in which you re- uh, a corporation could really count the bottom line of, hey, this is where it's saving us money. That's an, it's an obvious. Yeah. Well, when you look at COVID, right? The big resignation. Why? Because people want to feel safe in their workplace. Yeah. And workplace violence has now come under a different terminology where it's not only, you know, direct threats, but it's creating that psychological safety, that mental health support and wellness. And that's, I think, where a lot of people don't understand there is a difference between psychological health, wellness, and mental health. Yes. And when you have people who feel safe psychologically, which is the social environment you work in, it supports their mental health. When their mental health is supported, they're taking less leave, less stress leave, not quitting. They're actually staying with their organization because they're supported. And the stigma of mental health, the impact of COVID, right? How many people are afraid to speak up and say they had COVID, severe COVID, and now they're experiencing the mental health components of the cognitive limitations COVID has created? If you had an organization that recognized the impact of COVID and how to provide accommodations, open that conversation, you've now created a psychological safe workplace and people want to go work at those companies. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting when when you start reflecting on that. I mean, we've all been in scenarios where even just on a personal life, we walk into a room and there's somebody that we really don't want to share with. We don't feel comfortable with that person. So we're not ourselves in the whole, every moment that we're there, we're on edge. And well, when that happens in the workplace, like it, it's double because you know, you can't avoid it. You're forced to interact with the person and, and you just want to run. And so one just 
uncomfortable scenario with one other person in the same division of a company or in the same office can cause them to run to the hills and to be and to be sick and to avoid going to work and create all this other drama in their world. Yeah. So, so valuable. And, and what's, what's interesting too, a lot of people aren't aware of is you can have that environment and through, you know, through the osmosis, it's not just the, the couple, the, the two or three people that are involved in that unresolved conflict that's not talked about, but it impacts the entire office or the unit or, you know, the one building, right? So it's recognizing when a conflict occurs, a lot of people think that, okay, if there's a severe conflict, it's resolved, everything goes back to normal. But the impact to the vicarious conflict of other people in the workplace has not been resolved. Right. So it needs to be a team resolution as well as a team play and understand everybody's been affected, even when, and we've all been there. We used to just simply call it, oh yeah, office politics, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of brush it under the rug like, oh, it's always going to be there. It is what it is. And that sucks. Right. Yeah. Now we have the the science behind it. We have the understanding and we have the attention in our society to it that we can really create environments that are like family, the environments that really do feel safe and comfortable that and that create the productivity that productivity flourishes in it and so do individuals Mm -hmm. And, and there's a few different avenues of what is psychological safety so when you look at conflict resiliency it's being curious about that conflict and the resiliency component within organizations and leaders is looking at how did i get through that prior conflict this kind of seems familiar or keeps repeating itself right So let's kind of change our lens, flip the script, have a paradigm shift and kind of take a holistic view and understand more about the workplace culture and not repeat what doesn't work. And by engaging both leaders and frontline, people have lots of strengths. Use the strengths. What are, what are some key things that, if I know I already have conflict in my life, I have a conflict that I can think about right now in my world. What could I be doing to manage that conflict? Like some go-tos right away, takeaways that you can offer. Well, right away, I would suggest is self-reflect and ask yourself, what role do you have in the conflict? And, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how much is it of value to you to resolve it? And is there a fear behind it? Are you afraid to confront it, right? And sometimes recognizing, yeah, I'm afraid, acknowledging it, saying out loud is the first step to then go get some coaching, consulting, see what resources are in the organization to help build your conflict resiliency because the next conflict is going to come up. Right, right. If you do not face this one, a new one will come up just to help you. And, and you know what the great part is, and again, when I was think, thinking about conflict, it came across a couple months ago. A lot of people look at conflict and it's how do I classify it? So I kind of created three different tiers of conflict. It's, is it a conflict? It, right, it could be personal, interpersonal with the group, but is it a skill set deficit? So you have a mountain, you can't climb over the mountain until you learn the skills to get you over. 
Is it an obstacle? Obstacles you can go above, under, or around. So what are your options? And brainstorm, write them down. What are your options to resolve this conflict? Do you need some skill set development? Do you just need some support? Do you need to like bounce this off somebody of what would be your best avenue? Or is it um, obstacle, mountain, or challenge? And when we're looking at challenges, it's looking at policies, procedures. Is it something in your control to change or is it a bigger systematic issue impacting the conflict? Oh, very cool. Yeah, so how to, how to really compartmentalize and analyze it so that you can, you're addressing the effective, pro, effective challenge. Yeah, right, and then yeah. that empowers you to develop your conflict resiliency because it kind of gives you the baseline to understand what avenue you need to pursue to help you resolve the conflict and build up your conflict resiliency skills. Very cool. We've talked a ton in a ton of different directions with conflict resiliency. You also wrote a, a great material in the chapter itself. Any particular takeaways that we haven't mentioned yet that are in the chapter? I think the one chapter was, and it was huge for me, right? COVID kind of enlightened me as it has kind of brought awareness to others. And you know what? We're all human and we all experience trauma and conflict and adversity. And sometimes... In this chapter, I put my most vulnerable self out there that I've never done in my life. And it was so enlightening because I'm human too. And my passion and belief of human resiliency, whether it's personal, professional, operational, or organizational, it's learning from our past and being vulnerable because vulnerable is actually being strong and strength. Here, here. Yeah, so great. Thank you for sharing so much in the book and so much here. Uh, really powerful. We want to run right into our, uh, our what we call our lightning round. want to ask you a couple personal questions just so that people get to know you a little bit more. Uh, what's your favorite? We've got listeners all around the world. And one of the things are both, they, they're in corporate world, they're in entrepreneurial, they're starting their own small businesses. What books have you found really valuable? What one book would you recommend they absolutely read? I'm rereading it again, both audio and hardcover, because I love hardcover, is uh, Think and Grow Rich. And, and just kind of the alignment, if you could go to audio and listen to Chapter 7, it speaks to where we are in the world today, how COVID has kind of created, there's no more chain of command in the workplace and how we have to collaboratively work together and create a psychological health and safe workplace. Yeah, really powerful. Love Think and Grow Rich. Uh, you, as you know, I lecture with them on a regular basis. Yes. We're on a Think and Grow Rich tour right now. And I know you're you're an advocate with all that. So, yeah. And this is just stuff. fluke. This is just not even planned that that was the book and timing yeah. of life and you're Timely. on the tour. That was not pre-planned. <laughs> the... Uh, and I, and I like what you said. I love hard, like, like hard physical books. Mm -hmm. I've got to do a follow-up question. Why? What, what is it about the physical book that you love? Because some things resonate with you and you can earmark it. You can highlight it. You can put stickies back and it helps build your resiliency growth, your mindset. It gives you direction right. and support and learning in ways that you might not even recognize until that moment comes up and it, hey. That line right there resonates with me with this issue, this topic, this goal, this desire. 
I, I and I asked because I love my my books are some of my most valuable possessions, and I've got a library. I've been in business now for thirty six years. I've got this huge library that I've been accumulating for thirty six years, and being able to make that hard cover book your own and really highlight it, put the ear earmark it, uh, put the writings in the margins, really own it and make it yours becomes so powerful when you go back to read it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and such a great piece. And, and I think when this digital age, people have lost some of that man, grab the book, own it, make it yours. Uh, that physical book, there's still nothing like it. Yeah. And you don't need Wi-Fi, right? You can go sit yeah. on a lake on a beach on a mountain in a forest and you don't need Wi-Fi. Yeah, and, and the younger generation is saying those 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 buddy buddies, <laughs> they're, they're, what are they talking about? We we got you. We got you. Yeah. The uh, so your favorite movie? The Fast and Furious series. I, I'm I'm blown away. What why? I'm a prairie girl from middle of Canada in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and was learning to drive a stick shift in a truck when I was 13, 14 years old and loved the need for speed. But that need for speed is having that self-reflection and importance of going, I don't want to do it because I want to stick around. So I get that adrenaline rush through watching the movies. Absolutely fast and furious. Love that series. Wait a second. Need for speed, though. I believe that was in another movie. (laughs) You know, that said something about Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, love Fast and Furious as well. Also love the Top Gun. Need for speed, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that understanding of running towards the conflict instead of away and that self-reflection that you need to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the message in all those movies we just mentioned. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Really key. Uh, singer, band? It's a toss-up. It is, when I just think about it, it's um, Pitbull and his story, right? I love his story about how his mom used to make him listen to Tony Robbins because when I first got out of university, that was where I used to work. That was some of our training. And um, But Neil Diamond too, Sweet Caroline, and he can just, you know, that song just brings energy. And even saying it, I get goosebumps, right? It's just a generational Song Gina, that you, you are filled with with conflicts uh, and dichotomies. Uh, Neil Diamond, I I don't think I've ever heard Neil Diamond and Pitbull mentioned in the same <laughs> sentence. Like, great, uh, and I absolutely agree with both. Uh, absolutely great. The only thing I will say, Pitbull did end up stealing an audience from me at one point. Uh, so I'm not so thrilled with Pitbull after that, but we were at a big conference center. I was the, the little room on the side. He was the main yeah. stage and everything got delayed. I wasn't supposed to be speaking against Pitbull. Imagine having to compete with his concerts in the next room, or they could come listen to me. I'm good. Only I don't think that was a fair competition. Just yeah. saying. Was there, but, dancing? Uh, was there dancing in your oh. It was, he did a full on concert in the middle of a business conference. This was the Wealth Expo a few years back. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, he is phenomenal. And definitely that, that Tony Robbins talking about personal development, which I'm all into and what I teach as well. 
and then uh, then then he did a concert. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's kind of it just kind of dawned on me now, thinking of my story and where my belief of resiliency comes from, and and the 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 youth that actually taught me and had it out there. That's kind of like Pitbull's story of where he originates, right? So it kind of aligns of using that adversity in early ages and developing it into this resilient, unbelievable life. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's why I like asking some of those questions because recognize that the movie, the book, the all that you talked about had that component in it. And it's not by accident that Fast and Furious is one of your favorite uh, movie platforms. And yeah, so... It uh, all relates in getting to know people at this level. I'm so glad you were here with us. Uh, it, it's been an amazing time together. Thank you so much for being here. I, I do have, we, like I said, we've got people listening from all around the world. Any last words of wisdom for them? When it comes to conflict resiliency or trauma resiliency, it's living with no regrets. Ask yourself when you're 90 years old, sitting on your rocking chair and something comes up, no matter how difficult it is or how sad or grief, will you regret not taking that chance and moving forward? Is that a memory you want? Whether you succeed or fail, will you regret not taking that chance? So live with no regrets. I love that. It's one of the key components that we got a chance to face, my wife and I, over the last couple of years uh, with uh, COVID. We've also faced some other health issues with my wife, and we really faced the, that, that component of possibility of death. Yeah. Once you face it and you recognize that, that yes, you're living the life that you want, yeah. man, celebrate. And when you face it and you recognize that you're not, time, time to shift. Yeah. And that's kind of the caveat to the chapter of the little blast, I think, paragraph that just popped into what life presents you and how, how you challenge your belief regarding potential, you know, not being around because of health yeah. issues. Yeah. So powerful, so needed, so important in this day and age. Conflict resiliency. Trina, thank you so much. All of you, you know you want to get to know Trina better. You know you want to reach out and find her. This is exactly where to do it. All her contact information is right here. Uh, both are getting in, in touch with her personally, as well as getting your copy of Be a Success Maverick is available right here. This is the place. Reach out to her. You will absolutely be rewarded by tons of heartfelt uh, knowledge and engagement. And she's here for you on all levels, both as individual and corporate. Make sure to reach out to Trina Rilkoff. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much, Paul. This is Paul Fang. This is the Maverick Do It Different podcast. Till next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to Paul Fink. That's me, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different podcast. You can listen to us anytime, 24-7, on your podcast listening platform of choice. Introduce us to your friends. Give us five-star rating and subscribe and share us across all your social media platforms to anyone that could really utilize this message right now. Till next time, everyone.